When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The All-City All-NFL Podcast, The Beat Locker, Baldy, Cuz, on a Tuesday after the championship game. Mm-hmm. And now we have the big wait. Yeah. Right? <laughs> now this is always the, the build-up. The big wait until the Super Bowl. Uh, a couple things because— A couple things about that real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I had a brother that played in Buffalo, and he went to a bunch of Super Bowls. In the first Super Bowl they played in, Super Bowl 25, the Giants and the Bills, it was, the, it was one week. Is one week from you win the championship on a Sunday, you travel on Monday, media day Tuesday, you play the game Sunday. And I just remember, like, I was there in Tampa the whole week for Super Bowl 25, and I thought it was awesome. Like, the game was great. The game was, in fact, I understand it's two weeks. I'm just, like, if we get spags on over the next two weeks or whatever, or any of the coordinators, I'd love to see if they think it's an advantage or if it's a disadvantage, because there's nothing worse than trying to do too much. Oh yeah, I mean, well, you could do too. You could like look at stuff for too long, yeah, and then you can't narrow it down. And I'm just like, if you get the extra week, does it really help you with the game plan, or do you feel like you're just tinkering for too long? Yeah. Well, I, I we should be getting spagged at some yeah. point. Um, it's got to help the players though, because it heals you up a little bit. Yeah, it, heal, it heals you up, and you know you can. You can handle all the family, the travel, the tickets, all that stuff. Like all the coaches know that that is can be nothing but trouble for anybody. So get that out of the way. You know, put that on their, you know, your operations people and your in your teams to get that taken care of. You know, because when you get there, you just want to just be able to relax, concentrate, and focus. So you know, it's going to be weird, right? Because next week we'll be in Vegas. Mm-hmm. A Vegas. Let's think about that for one second. Yeah, I know. A Vegas Super Bowl. I, I know. In your whole life, like yeah. you spent a lifetime in this game, yep. in this league, you know, and it went from you know gambling being like the ultimate the pariah, right? Like you didn't even talk about it out loud, mm, no. And now you know every game is DraftKings or or, yeah. or FanDuel or yeah, yeah, you know, Caesar's Pick, Palace, whatever and, it is, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we're gonna be in Vegas, like it's now. Listen, I get it; it's the ultimate party spot for the ultimate. American celebration. I almost feel like if this goes well, if this goes well in Las Vegas, they should just have it there every year and stop moving it around. Like, honestly, oh, just leave do it in that. Vegas. Huh? Like, well, I, I look, I mean, I know it's that. going to New Orleans, back to Miami, and, you know, and if somebody builds a new stadium, yeah, uh, Buffalo, LA, like, whatever. Yeah. yeah, but I get that. But I almost feel like that's what the fans want. The fans want to be in Vegas. Yeah. New Orleans is for a great city. It's a great look. I mean, they got more hotels than any other city in the world. Hotel rooms. They've got more shows, more action. I mean, South Beach. You're a man at South I Beach. I am a South Beach, but it's like it's you know you get to Thursday and that Super Bowl's in South Beach. Like it's gridlock. 
you can't get anywhere. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and so here, like, okay. Vegas is used to handling that. Yeah, like you got to, you know, you, you're walking down Las Vegas Boulevard, mm-hmm. you're on the strip, you're going to, you know, casino to casino, you're going to party to party. Like, that's what the fans want. It's going to be wild. Like, it, it'll be, uh, you know. I mean, people are going to go there. But think about that. But people are going to go there. Like, too, but people are going to go there without like tickets. Cash. They're going to go in there. It's going to be expensive. It, it, it's going to become expensive. But, like, you're going to go. These people are going to go sit in the sports books and, and watch the game and then just take advantage of everything that's going on all week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I listen. I, I think you're spot on. All right, let's. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Get to it. Uh, look, Andy and Mahomes, and we just touched on this a little bit yesterday, and I want to dive deeper into it today, which is, who's the real GOAT now? I mean, Andy coming back to the Super Bowl, Mahomes coming back to the Super Bowl, and the reason why I I really want to get into it is, yesterday, uh, Brady posted this video, and he's at the zoo, did you see it? No. So, he's at the zoo, he's at the zoo. And they're walking by a, a bunch of goats. And Brady's buddy goes, oh, look, it's the Mahomes exhibit. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. And, and Brady gives that look like, yeah, I'll laugh. But it, did he like, it, did he flash his hardware? You know, like, you know, like you can see the face, right? Where Brady's like, uh, yeah, that's funny, but I'm still a goat. Like you can just see it. But who is? Mm. Uh, you know, I, listen, it's the ultimate barroom conversation. Yeah. But it's what's fun about it, right? Like, you know, we went from Montana v. Brady, and now it's Mahomes Yeah, v. but, Brady. like, you know, the one thing that Brady did, though, he left the nest. He left the nest, and he went to Tampa. And, you know, the, when there was the, the Brady watch going on, where, oh, is he going to go to Los Angeles? Is he going, you know, is he going to Vegas? Where's he going? And when he went to Tampa, people go, Why? Like, they're not going to win anything, and he wins. And he wins, yeah. And he wins without Belichick, you know? And he wins with a team that hadn't won in a long time, hadn't been very good. And in one year, a pandemic-stricken year, he wins the whole thing, and in dramatic style. And you go, like, that's – like, if you said, okay, Mahomes has a stretch. Let's just say five years from now, Andy does retire. Let's just say five years from now, Mahomes – there's no Kelsey. There's no Andy. There's no Spags. Like, he gets a chance to go someplace else. I don't know. He goes back to Texas. Okay? The Cowboys. You know, and like. <laughs> Jerry gets Mahomes. <laughs> finally gets Mahomes, right? He finally gets this guy. After he's won five, okay, in Kansas City. And he has a chance to go, okay, well, maybe he's chasing Brady at that point. Who knows? But, like, you just feel like, okay, like this stuff. Like this is kind of how some of these guys think. Yeah, yeah. I and I, I look at Mahomes and I go, he's so young. Like that's the thing. He's so young, and he's still like he's in his prime. Like he's he's got years to play. He does. And you know, it's it's interesting. Like I was watching him warm up the other day, and I feel like I've been watching Mahomes for a decade. I remember at Texas Tech. I think I might have done his first game with Cliff Kingsbury out there in Lubbock. 
And, you know, he, the way that he just warms up, like, you just have to watch. Some guys you just want to see him throw a football. And it's, he's just like, you know, he's just so carefree. Like, in the same throw, like, I had somebody just do this piece for me, social media today, where I have him throwing this uh, seven-cut route to Travis Kelsey. Back foot, just he's just warming up. It's he's in he's in his sweats. You know, it's hour and a half before kickoff, and he's just throwing these lobs to Kelsey. And I go, it's the same throw that he made to Kelsey in the game. It's it's like it didn't look any different. It's just as relaxed and comfortable and carefree. Like he does this every day, every day, which he does. But like, there doesn't look like he has to even try. It's just his natural release. And you go, he just has this ability. And I know people get carried away, the Mahomes fatigue, and he's in no-look pass, all this stuff that he can do. But you you can never really get tired of it. Like, it's no, perfection. Oh, it is. It's great. I, I, I'll be honest. I love, I love quarterback play, and I can watch him all the time. I just but what's the, the one thing he... in all the sports, cuz, that, that everybody always says, oh, he's great. And then they always the caution is always this, but you got to be consistent. Right? Like, exactly. can, you, can you be as great but th- as Mahomes is and as consistent as Mahomes is? Like, that's – like, forget about the regular season. 14-3 and three in the postseason. Ridiculous statistics. Right? Ridiculous. And so, like, that's what – Lamar's great. But the postseason hasn't been great. Like, you just stack him up against the best of all time in the postseason. He is consistently great. Yeah, and, and that's why it's got to go – you know, whatever order you want to do at some point, right? But it's Montana or Brady, Montana, and Mahomes. He's in that. They're, they're, they're those Brady, three yeah. are – that's the conversation. I mean, that's the three. It's Jordan, LeBron, LeBron, however you wanted to talk it. But in, in our and then, sport – but, but when you even, like, narrow it down even further, cuz, right? Last year, he's on one leg. Like, you know, he's being carted off the field before halftime. You know, he's in, he's on one leg in the championship game, and we're not sure if he's going to finish the game. And we're watching his rehab, and, and we're looking at the taped ankle in the Super Bowl, all this stuff, you know, and he wins. And then they do it without Tyreek, you know, who's out there almost setting NFL records this year. We know how good he is. And so it's like he keeps getting challenged in ways that quarterbacks get challenged. And it doesn't seem to make any difference. No, no, it doesn't. But you brought up that point, like I, which I find fascinating, that over and over, that motion, and it reminds me of a, like a great hitter. Like if you watch a great hitter in baseball, yeah, like their swing is the same, right? Like that swing, well, uh, well, you know, listen, it may alter here and there depending on the, but the the motion, it's the same motion, man. Yeah, it's and and that consistency. Whether it's throwing, whether it's swinging a ba- baseball bat, whether it's swinging a golf club, like that motion has to be like consistent yeah. and perfect every time. And uh, you know, and the the arm is just so s- supple, right? Yeah. That it really can it can come from any angle, depending. If he has to bend it around the oak tree, he can just bend it around the oak yeah. tree. If he's got to throw it, like whatever angle, like if you're obstructing his view, he can just bend it yeah. and put it where he wants to put yeah. it. And, like, honestly, if you just went outside for any kid and you just had a Nerf ball and you just tried to throw it from as many different angles as he does, I don't even know if you can emulate it. No. No, you can't. All right, but let's talk about the coach piece of it. Yeah. So here's Andy, right? Uh, this is interesting because we've seen Belichick fall apart and actually get fired, 
right, without Brady. Mm-hmm. Andy has all that winning in Philadelphia, goes to Kansas City and replicates it and does it even more, right? Like, now he's winning Super Bowls. Yeah. Not just getting the Super Bowls and championship games like he did with the Eagles. He's winning them with the Chiefs and built an entire second act. I mean, I I got to go lead Andy. And look, I mean, look, like he's had like, – and if you just go – I mean, here, here's an aspect that you can look at too. We know that Bill Belichick's tree has not been successful on any no. level. Every single guy that leaves Andy's tree goes and has success, it seems. Well, I mean, Matt Nagy gets Bears to a super like, to a playoff game. Like these he guys, through Doug Peterson, and Hardball, right? <laughs> and, and, I know in the playoffs. Like, like they're all they're all his disciples. Like his tree is as deep and strong as anybody. Whether it's Bill Walsh, Mike Holmgren, pick a, 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 a tree. Almost like his part of the tree is more impressive than Holmgren's. Yeah, yeah. Wal- Walsh is the ultimate, right? Walsh is. Daddy Oak Tree, yeah. right? Yeah, but like Andy, but Andy, Andy's tree is unbelievable. He's got an olive grove. <laughs> it's an incredible. I mean, but you know, it's it's personnel people, it's coaches. You know, I mean, it's it's team photographers. Like I know, uh, a buddy of mine, Rob Alberino, like he he does all their um, film work. Yeah, for Kansas City, like he's back, but he went to San Francisco. He was in Philly with Andy. Like he's traveled now. He's back with Andy. So I just saw him on the sideline the other day. Like it's he gives he knows how to build this infrastructure where okay you're gonna lose Doug Peterson okay who Matt Nagy will come in and replace like he just has this thing in place where he's nurturing he doesn't step on their toes they do go on and achieve greatness Ron Rivera Leslie Frazier like you just go through the list of all these guys they showed it on the broadcast and they didn't even show the full tree. No. They just showed it. I was like enough, enough oh screen my time. God. Like it was unbelievable. So when you think about that, and I, I loved you and I were talking about this off the air. And we both obviously Andy's been on the show. Mm-hmm. We love him. Um with with his one of his gifts are that he is really loyal to his players. Mm-hmm. And so we we talked about the uh State Farm commercials. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like, that's not Andy. Like, yeah. Andy doesn't care about commercials. Like, no. he never did. But he does it because Mahomes is his guy. Like, yeah. I, like I'm in. I, you want me to say nuggies? I'll, I'm in. Yeah. I'll say nuggies. Yeah. I'll put the smile on my face. I'll, I'll draw mustaches on yeah. somebody. You know, whatever it is. Like, no, he's, he's having fun. It's his way of interacting with the players. Yeah. And with his star players. And I'm, I'm one of them. They're one of us. I remember – when Mahomes came to um, one of these award things in Atlantic City, and um, and he was winning, you know, I think he was the MVP that Maxwell, year, yeah. Maxwell Awards, yeah. right? So I had to deliver some award that that year. So we're 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 sort of getting all lined up about you know what the order is that we're going to go out and else. So there's so there's Mahomes there, and there's Andy, you know. So obviously, hey, what's going on, Coach? Let and like you know, Andy doesn't have to be there. Mahomes gonna, but like Andy's there to help him. A, a, you know, accept the award, you know, and so, um, you know, I was just like he's there for his guys, just there for his guys. I mean, I I love that about him. I he's got a, a really fun soft side yeah. that oh he's that he, he never showed yes like people thought 
He's a joke teller. Yes. Yeah, he's a, he's, Dude, he, one day, right? Because I was doing. He'll do his John Candy imitations. I, I was, I was, he allowed me to do like a bunch of, I was working on a book project and I was doing uh, a series of magazine stories. So I was embedded with the team. I, yeah. went, on, I went on team plane. Mm-hmm. I was in meetings. Yeah. I did. It was, it was and I, I owe Danny. He's like, and Andy said to me, like, listen, you know, I trust you. Like, no parameters, yeah. like, nothing. And I saw him come out of the shower, right? Like, he's got a towel on. Yeah. All right? He comes out, and he's bebopping, and he's doing, you remember the Fat Boys? Yeah, of course. The bebop. Yeah. <laughs> and he's doing the Fat Boys. Yeah. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. And then all the players are, like, loving it. They're freaking, like, they're freaking out. Like, that to me is a gift. Like, he, you know he's got the X and O thing working yeah. all day long. But that personality, I, I, that it's a shame. I say all the time, dude, show your personality. And he's like, ah, I, I just care about my players. And I just care about when I just want to win. Ah, you know, he's got this thing about nicknames for players. Yeah. Like, he, he thinks Mahomes has the, the craziest voice. You know, I mean, it's just been like, like it, it's like they eat. And the only, you know, there's a, you have to get to know your players to know how you can push your players. And so I think that's one of his strengths. He has his own way of connecting with people to making them feel a part of it. No matter if you're number 53 or if you're Mahomes. And so I just think he's always had that ability, no matter what the position is, to be able to do that with players. I know. I, I Listen, I'm completely with you. All right, come up. We want to talk about heartbreaking Detroit mm-hmm. with the Lions. Uh, but first, let's talk about the Game Time app. All right, we're going to be in Vegas. It's uh, Vegas 100, baby. What could you do with an extra 100 bucks in Vegas if you're there for the big game? What would you buy yourself? A great dinner? Baldy, what would you do? Put it all on red? Would you put it on Yeah, I'd just let it ride. Let it ride. Snake Eyes is you because you're a craps man. Yeah. Game time, fast, easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. And right now, all users get 100 bucks off when they buy a big game ticket. Use that code VEGAS100. Yes, with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, the best guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I tell you all the time about game time app. It's just tremendous. I mean, you get everything, man. I mean... Now, the beauty is they're obsessed with saving you money. So they have like these like last-minute deals. They have zone deals. So you pick the section. They'll give you the row and the seats. It's absolutely tremendous. They are fantastic. They offer uh, job loss protection, event cancellation protection. Well, you don't have to worry about that when it comes to Vegas, all right? Right now, all game time users get $100 off a big game ticket with the code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app. Use the code VEGAS, V-E-G-A-S, 100 for $100 off the big game ticket. Uh, or if you're not going to the game, use the code ALLNFL, 20 bucks off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. All right, Baldy. So, in Detroit today, it's still that line. We know these losses, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every NFL player that has lost a big game, an NFL fan, just I still remember that Tampa loss when we get Andy when the Eagles lost the O2 championship game, the last game in Veterans yep. Stadium. Like these losses stay with you when you're up like that. You have that kind of lead. 
it's heartbreaking. Detroit. Now, uh, how do you get over it, right? Like, and we talked about Dan Campbell and, you know, big balls Dan, right? Going for, you know, forgetting the field goals, both of mm -hmm. them, and, and trying to just hammer home the win. How does that, like, how do you get over that? I remember um, playing in Dallas, and, you know, Landry, uh, before they ever won a first Super Bowl, they lost, like, they lost the Ice Bowl game, championship game in Green Bay, right? And, you know, they, they lost the next year in a championship game. Like, they lost heartbreak games before they broke through in 1970 winning the first Super Bowl. And he used to tell you, like, the taste in their mouth, like the offseason, they were driven. Um, look, they're going to bring back a different team than they brought back this year. They have s such a core of good young players. Like, they're just getting started, I believe. Like, okay, you got beat by a team that was favored to win the NFC this year. You went, you, you started the season off in Kansas City. Nobody thought you should be there. And you beat the Chiefs, the world champions. Like, they had so many breakthroughs this year. Just the fact that you lose the conference championship game on the road to a team that was favored, like, doesn't make you a bad team. You're not, you're not starting over. Like, you're starting at the top of the mountain. Yeah. And they have shown, like, their executive is executive of the year. Uh, they've shown that they can draft with the best of them. They put together another draft, anything like they've done the last three years. Like they're just they're gonna good. Keep... Like like that's not. I, I when I say Harper, no, no, like, you're the lines, right? Like, well, listen, it's your first shot at it, right? Yeah. So no one's expecting them to go to win the Super Bowl. My only thing is, and you know they're good. They're they're. I mean, Gibbs is young, yeah, right? Right. I mean, Laporta. Uh, yeah, we're right. talking about they're good. So they're, they're you're good. And you're young, and they're, and they're going to be really good for years to come. My only my only question is a heartbreak loss. Is there a hangover? Is there a hangover? Do you go backwards? I, I think you like. I think every team, no matter any read, would tell us this after winning a Super Bowl. Like every team, you come back and you start all over again. You start with the huddle. Like I just think you start with the basics and you just start working. Like it, last year's success doesn't um, guarantee us anything. Like we got to start from scratch. And I think whenever they decide they might do something as a team, cause <clears throat> to flush it. Like, maybe they sit there in the team room and watch it all together and just go, let's own it. Let's own it and never let this happen again. We're never going to be up 24-7 and lose a game again. Whatever, like, however they want to do it. Like, some teams don't believe in anything like that. But it might not. I'm just saying, I think Dan needs to, as an organization and a team, figure out a way that this thing is over. We're never looking back. We're only looking ahead. And I, I think that's part of coaching. Yeah, I, you know, we talk about these types of losses. The guy who wins that game, obviously Kyle Shanahan, who had to deal with that, and is in a way still winning and still dealing with it until he wins the Super Bowl. That he's got to live with that thing, man. That loss in Atlanta with easy OC to the Patriots and that big lead, and you know how many times did you hear, well, if you took X amount of seconds off, there wouldn't have been time. Yeah, like, yeah. Like that thing is just. Stayed. I mean, it's it's like an anchor chain to your. No, but I mean, leg. Bud Grant. Bud Grant went through it in Minnesota in the seventies. Marv uh, Levy. Marv Levy did it. You know, for four years in a row in Buffalo, and Carroll. Pete Carroll. You know, had like this is part of coaching. Like nobody just nobody gives you the championship at halftime. Like it's 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 like you have to finish it. You got to finish the deal and. That 
that's part of coaching. It's part of your players. It's the makeup. Like, is there something? What's missing? What, what can put us over the edge? Like, these are all the things that you'll tinker with. Um, you know, whether it's it's analytics or kickers or getting a, a kicker that you trust. I don't think they trusted their kicker. That might have influenced their decisions. And so these are just. It's, this is part of the tinker that nobody is awarding anybody championships. So you think if Dan Campbell has Justin Tucker, you think he's kicking it? I do. I do think he kicks it. Yeah. yeah I think if if Justin Tucker is on his team, you know it's fourth and two at the twenty eight. He's kicking it, and they're up twenty. You know they're up twenty seven to to ten. To 10. Yeah. They're up three scores. Yeah, because ultimately that is like I I think that's even more egregious than the. Not trying to go for the tie, which yeah. I would have went for the tie, but I, the, you got to go up three scores. I, that that's one that I still think is a, is a tough decision. Um, Pete Carroll, how did maybe that was one of the all timers, mm-hmm. right? Like you got beast mode, and all you got to do is run it, and like that pick, that that's almost haunting. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, Belichick has talked about it and how he, he didn't call a timeout and how he put his, you know, goal line team on there. They had, they practiced it all year, uh, and especially for the Super Bowl, and they'd never run the defense. Yeah. But when he saw the three receivers out there, he matched it. And so it would have been a perfect time to hand it off to Beast Mode. He never got over it. And so there was, there was major resentment in that locker room uh, for a long time after that. And I don't know that it's ever calmed down. They, I mean, that was they were going for two in a row, and they were that was the Legion of Boom. Yeah, that's beast mode. Yeah. Russell Wilson is young. <clears throat> Their defense was the top defense in the league for four years in a row. They had like so many things going on. And if you stack your back-to-back Super Bowls, maybe you're the begin beginning of a legacy. All right. Uh, good news in mm-hmm. Detroit. Yeah. Good news. The architect of that incredible offense, Ben Johnson, said he's staying. Yeah. He's staying in Detroit. No Washington, no Seattle. You know, some guys, like I remember uh, talking to Bobby Stoops one day. And, you know, he, he was at the University of Florida with Steve Spurrier at one time. And, you know, his he, he, they were having success. They might have even won the national championship that year. And he was being touted for a lot of head jobs. And and Stoops went to Steve, and he goes, you know, should I, should I go? Should I take this? And Spurrier just said to him, not every job is a good job. Like, And he waited a year, and he got the Oklahoma job. And it was the right job. And I think Ben Johnson, he's a young guy. He's, he's allowed to do his thing. I think he's enjoying it. Um, I don't think he's an. I don't think he's one of these assistant coaches that's just craving the head coaching world. Like I think he's interviewed, and he probably interviews pretty well. But at the same time, I don't think it's defining his life if he becomes a head coach. Where I think he enjoys working for Dan. I think he likes the culture in Detroit. I think he likes a lot of the young players. Um, I think he's really enjoying himself, and he he's the one that pulled himself out of Washington. And took him off the list. No, I'm staying. He, it was his decision. It wasn't Washington wasn't interested. All right, I'll go back to Detroit. He's, from what I gather, and it's still early and this news is just coming out here today. Uh, we're filming this on Tuesday. But, um, you know, I, I think this is his decision. And I know his agent really well. And I know his agent thinks he's head coaching material and all that. And I'm sure he's, like, had the discussions. Because he's the one that told me about Ben Johnson way before he became a household name. 
And so I started watching his stuff, and I could see like, he's been with Dan since the beginning in Miami. When he was interim head coach in Miami, he's been with them. Been with them, I think it's nine years now, like all along the way. And so I just think there's a loyalty there. I think he likes working for Dan. I think he likes the team. I think he feels like, let's get over the hump. Let's finish the game. You know, so I think there's a lot of that there. I, listen, I, it reminds me kind of Dable. If you remember, the, he was really hot in Buffalo. Decided to return to Buffalo. Before he goes to the Giants, mm -hmm. that one year he was the candidate. And he wound up staying mm -hmm. before going to the Giants. And you think, well, the Giants is a, obviously a supreme job. It's the New mm -hmm. York Giants. But I will say this. I, I like Washington as a job mm -hmm. because, I, like, I know Josh Harris, mm -hmm. and uh, I think Josh Harris is will be a great owner. I think he will will give his – he'll stay out of it. Uh, he will spend all the money you want mm -hmm. on coaches. Mm -hmm. So you want assistance. I saw him do it with the Sixers. So mm -hmm. I, I and I think they're going to build a new stadium. Mm -hmm. yeah, like are. it's DC. Mm -hmm. I, I, no, it's rich, rich in football history. I mean, I, I, I think that's an interesting job. Like I'm, I'm surprised that he would turn that down. Like, and they have the second pick. I know, mm -hmm. and they're not. And listen, they got a little, they got a little talent. They, they need to be, mm -hmm. you know, made over and all. But. I, I got to tell you, I, I think that's a plum job. Well, evidently, he feels like staying is the right decision because otherwise he would be, you know, he, he would, we would be hearing something right now. Yeah. So, no. More no. power to him. Yeah. So that leaves Aaron Glenn. Mm -hmm. So if you're Washington, let's look at there's two jobs still out there, right? It's Washington and Seattle. You got Belichick still out there. You got Vrabel still out there, mm -hmm. and you got Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator for the Lions, still out there. Um, with your Washington, you know, kind of what piques your interest? Well, I, I mean, this name isn't come up much, but I would be very interested in Frank Smith, the offense coordinator of the Miami Dolphins, yeah. because I want that offense. I want a piece of McVay's offense, Shanahan's offense, McDaniel's offense. I want that to be the foundation to what I'm putting out there. Like, I know it's going to, it's, it's, there's going to be motion. There's going to be shifting. There's going to be, uh, th there's going to be game planning for your opponent each and every week. Like I would, and I think Frank is exceedingly bright. So like, that's the guy I would be, if I was Adam Peters and I was running the Washington commanders right now, I mean, I would have him on my speed dial and I'd, I'd be talking to him. All right, what about Seattle? Seattle's interesting. It is interesting because, you know, John Schneider's proven he can draft. Like, they've got a lot of good young talent. Now, defensively, they, you know, I mean, they got to they, they they gotta rebuild it. They got to rebuild. All right. And so. Uh, they have a couple pieces, though. No, no, it's no question. That's secondary. Devin Witherspoon, yeah. yeah. Like, they've, they've got some really good young players. But, you know, is it Dan Quinn's job to lose? I, I don't, I think there's other considerations out there right now. So um, I don't know. I don't know what what John and if it's John's decision. I don't know if it's just solely John's decision. If it goes above him, so I don't know because I haven't heard a whole lot of uh, chatter coming out of Seattle right no. now. Like it, it felt like they sent Pete upstairs without really a plan, you know. And like I might be wrong, you know, but uh, I, I felt like they 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 cut the cord very quickly, and then they were going to see what's out there. 
rather than, well, we know what's out there and we know what we could get. Like, I'm sure they could get Dan Quinn. I'm, he, I'm, I'm sure they could because um, he, he started there and he was there for a while. <clears throat> but they haven't, you know, they haven't plucked him yet. So that means like they're still considering other people. You, you know what's interesting is the variable situation because. Maybe Spags. Maybe they're waiting on Spags. Who knows? I, you know, listen. I, we, we've been clamoring for Spaggs to get a gig because uh, I mean, he just deserves it. Just out of, just out of deserving a spot. But what, what's the, like Vrabel is a good I'm still surprised that Tennessee moved off from Vrabel. Well, then, you know, the, you, the, look, the whole thing has to be congruent. You know, it has to be aligned, Cubs. You know, the owner, it starts at the owner. And, you know, and then. His general manager got fired midseason last year, John Robinson. They bring in Rand Carthon. Like, is Rand his guy? I mean, there's there's politics. There's yeah. There's just uh, it just has to flow. Like you know how these things work. Like you can just see in Kansas City, it starts with Clark Hunt. Yeah. And it just flows. Yeah. You know, all the way through uh, the personnel, people, the business side of things, to Andy, to football. Like you, you can see that there's no interference. You know, Clark, Clark Hunt is awarding Andy the game ball Yes, the other day, yes. right, after the championship yeah. win. Yeah. Like, it's just aligned. And you're not winning if it's not completely aligned. And it wasn't aligned in Tennessee. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean Mike Vrabel can't coach. Like, his vision, how, how to win, how to build a team, different maybe than, than Rand's, different than the owner. These things happen. But I think Mike Vrabel's a good coach. I know he knows how to uh, – I know he, he knows how to communicate with his players and get the best out of his players and to get them to play hard and all that kind of – I know he knows how to do that. Can he hire good coordinators? Can he hire a good staff? All that – because the longer you wait, you know, you're not getting the best offensive line coach right now. You, you know, so, like, the longer you wait, the harder it is to put a great staff together. All right. Speaking of coaches, there are two new OCs in Pennsylvania. Yes. So the Steelers go with Arthur Smith to kind of rebuild that offense. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, Arthur. I can tell by that clearing of the throat. That yeah, you're like, oh, I mean, I didn't see, I didn't see a clear cut offense in Atlanta. No. Now you can say, okay, quarterback situation. Start with Matt Ryan, Des Ritter, like all the situations that right. they went through. And you go, okay, they're hamstrung by that. But, you know, it's a run-based offense, which is fine. Um, I thought they were – they got pretty good at, at doing that. But there was just such this. Like, you can never say, well, that's exactly the way I would use Kyle Pitts. Or that's exactly the role Drake London should play. Like, I just couldn't figure out what the offense was. So what are you getting? I'm not saying Arthur Smith can't coach. He's had success in Tennessee. Had – like, I don't know, they were 7-10 in Atlanta three years in a row. I, I But Pittsburgh feels like they need to modernize the offense. And yes. it doesn't feel like yes. Arthur Smith is going to modernize this offense. Like, yes, they've got running backs. Yes, they, they want to run the ball. That feels like Pittsburgh. But, okay, what else are you doing? Like, what is George Pickens going to be in this offense? Because you can't say that any of these receivers, outside of maybe A.J. Brown in Tennessee for a year – has had tremendous success. I got you know, you know what is mind boggling to me is that Kingsbury doesn't have a gig. Hmm? Well, I mean, I, I look at 
And we'll get to Kellamore and the Eagles in a second, but Kingsbury, I, I, I would, if I'm I mean, if you're looking at those teams, I'm running the Kingsbury. I mean, if you're looking at just a resume and you look at him with Johnny Manziel, best he ever played with, with Cliff, if you look at Mahomes and the beginning, at t- recruiting him and then getting him to Texas Tech and putting him on the stage for everybody to see and to see what he's done with Caleb Williams um, these last two years. And, you know, you just go on and on. You go, that's a pretty good resume. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't get it. I don't know. Like, I, I don't get it. Mean, and listen, here's the interesting thing. And the thing about Cliff is, if he was the offense coordinator, he's not trying to become the head coach. No. Like, he's, he's totally fine. He's done all that. I think, he, like, he just wants to coach his quarterback in his offense. Yeah. You know, and so. And he likes to run the ball, too. Like, one of the he spreads, he spreads the ball to run it. Yeah. He's always had good, he always had good running backs at every step. I mean, I'm thinking you're in Steelers. That's a like that's a perfect offense, like for a Kingsbury to run. It's very quarterback. You know, I mean, I very quarterback friendly. I know you need another quarterback, and that's an issue. But I mean, that's a guy that I would love. Um, Kellen Moore, Eagles. Mm-hmm. Now they don't want to run the ball. <laughs> we, we know we know that the Eagles are the, the Eagles want to throw it right. Um, Kellen Moore. So, in with the Chargers in L.A., he had, I think he was number 10. That offense was 10th in motion, which the Eagles didn't have any last year. That was always an issue, mm-hmm. right? And then when he was in Dallas, uh, he fared well against the Blitz, which was a problem with the Eagles mm-hmm. uh, picking up the Blitz. So, uh, you know. Well, I would say, Plus, uh, I think they always had like, an eye you know, the, the motion thing. I mean, these statistics are all out there, but like your most, like some people motion. I'm like, well, what's it doing? Right. Like your motion, you do motion. It purpose. Yeah. yeah. What's the purpose? Like yeah. the guys that do it right, there's a purpose behind everything that they're doing. Like I, I like I'm not saying Kellen. Kellen's bright, so and he's young and he's had some success. Um, so I think he'll, you know, and you got to be able to work with Nick. Like it's going to be. Like, I don't know what the playbook is because the playbook for Kellen Moore looked different in Dallas than it did with the Chargers. Um, what is Nick's offense going to be? Uh, so, but a good coordinator is going to take, okay, this is what we have, and now let's maximize what we have. So, you know, I mean, Kellen Moore leaves Dallas and, you know, CeeDee Lamb goes bonkers without him. Um, they didn't run the ball particularly well. It, with the charge at all. So is that on him? Is that the talent? Like, you know, it's, like he's going to get everything he needs here in Philadelphia. Like he's going to get, he's going to get a good offensive line. Kelsey might even return. That might return intact. He's going to get good running backs. He's going to have a good receivers. He's going to get, you know, resource wise, he's got Howie that is going to get you what you need. So like he's going to have every chance to succeed. That offense, I, I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Swift because, mm-hmm. you know, it's free agent. Um, I also think you need an upgrade from Gainwell. Uh, I, I think you need to draft another back. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the draft, I, I like Gainwell. They, they've got a role for him. I think sometimes it's too big. But, um, look, the draft, as we've seen, is chock full of running backs. Like, Kyron Williams is a fifth-round pick. Like, you just got to do your homework. You can find backs. I'm studying the senior bowl right now. We were, we were, you and I were studying the running backs, and and this goes back 
There, there are so many available. Yeah. Aaron Jones. We, we, we loved Aaron. You remember that? Aaron Jones only fell. Like, he was at Texas El Paso. Yeah. But he only fell because he broke his ankle senior year. So he, got, he broke his ankle. I was actually doing a game against Texas Tech in Lubbock, and he broke his ankle. He missed the season, and he fell to the fifth round. He's been at that draft with McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette. The whole I remember you and I sitting there going, I, I love Aaron, Aaron Jones. We were watching we were watching the tape. I don't know that right any there, any back in that draft has more touchdowns. I know McCaffrey probably yeah. got past him now because of this year. But, like, he was the he – was, if you look at him statistically now, he's probably the best back in that draft. Well, but regardless, but, 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 but that's it, a fifth-round pick. Listen, the, the bottom line with Kellen Moore is not the running back. It's Hurts. You got it, everything goes back to Jalen. You spent a ton of money on Jalen, all right, and you you got to. He did not have a good year. I mean, it wasn't bad, but you know, sir, obviously he was effective early. Well, we got to see, like, because I, I feel like you have to include Jalen in the run game. Now he didn't necessarily do that with Dak. He got hurt, you know, so he, he had injuries with Dak. He broke his ankle, you know. You definitely didn't do that with Justin Herbert. So, you know, he's got to incorporate the run game with Jalen, which is something that he hasn't really had to do. So I'm anxious to see how, like, the, how this thing is going to get put together. Yeah. And, but you're right. Jalen's got to play better. He's got to have better answers against the Blitz. He's got to see and the you've field you've got to better. give him the answers. Yeah. Like that. I mean, no, that, that's true. I mean, that was one of the issues. I think that – I do think that the offense the, – the offense let him down mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah. No, I mean, the, like the quarterback's back there, and you got a free hitter coming at him. What's your answer? Yeah. All right. You got to have an answer. Yeah. And it's too many times they didn't have one. Yeah. All right. So those are the OCs in PA. Uh, all right. Tomorrow, now we have the big lead up. Mm-hmm. All right. So tomorrow we'll get into it. Uh, and I, I, it's so funny because I look at, you know, the Super Bowl and all the Super Bowls passed. And I, I want to go down memory lane. All right, let's do it. Beginning tomorrow. Okay. All right. Let's look back. We, over the next couple of weeks and kind of look at the Super Bowls. Yeah. Because it's uh, I have so many fond memories of Super Bowls. I know. Me too. You Going know? back to it. I'm, I'm, uh, the first one I really watched was, honestly, Joe Namath, you know, and, oh, you and the Jets. The Jets <sighs> taking down the Colts. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I can go back that far. I can't go back to Green Bay. In the first Super Bowl, but I could go back to, to all right, Namath. All right, we're, we're gonna we're gonna run through them. All, all right, right. We're up until uh, a week from Sunday. Well, as always, my brother. Yep, great you, stuff. Yep, he is the great Baldy. I'm cause we're in the meat locker, watching tape, hanging out, talking ball. Yeah, on the uh, All City All NFL podcast. Thanks for hanging. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.